Engine accelerators. Status confirmed. Checking traffic ground controls. Status confirmed. Sequence initialized. Three, two, one, zero. Rampage mode activated. These boys greet their dad as though they are genuinely glad to see him. As though they had really missed being away from him during the day and they're anxious to talk to him. See you at dinner. I'm going to emotionally ignore you. I'm going to go drink and ignore your accomplishments, son. Have a nice day. Notice how Mother seems to become angry herself because of Jeff's anger. Perhaps she shouldn't. Get your mom a pack of cigarettes. Now make sure they're light because she's pregnant. I'm going to go smoke some pipe tobacco and when I come back out here, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> Over a slight misunderstanding. They knew there'd be unpleasant consequences from society. And now there's not. So now we're fucked and now everything's falling apart. Yay! Nothing bad's gonna happen if we do this. 9-11 has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is, is that then the boomers let you overcorrect so far the other way. You know, where it's like, yeah, I don't care. Cut your dick off. You and you're like, whoa! Hey, hold on. The women of this family seem to feel that they owe it to the men of the family to look relaxed, rested, and attractive at dinner time. Doesn't that sound exciting to you? Saving Western civilization one childish dick joke at a time. Here they are, your new heroes of the Imperium, Mersh and Royce Lopez. Hey, oh, bada bing, welcome to the show, guys. It's our Revenge of the Sis. And uh, when, we're, when we do Rumble exclusives, I can't wait to say, what's going on, you fucking... Don't say it, because we're not yet. We're not Rumble exclusive yet. When we're Rumble exclusive. I'm going to say it. Don't, please. Hi, welcome, Rumble people. We're show. not going to say it. They don't even know what it is. They know what it is. What? They're aware of what it is. Well, no, I see. The Hodge it, twins are on there. They're expecting the N. Oh. I flip and I drop the F. And they go, oh, thank God. Okay, good. Is that one you still kind of get away with nowadays? Like, what up, you? Yeah. And then they go, oh, I was expecting. Okay. And then we then we offend Crowder, who's on there. So we don't win. There's no winning here. It's true. Um, Can you imagine if Crowder like actually got offended for every time he was called gay? Yeah, I know. You have to put a nickel in a jar every time he's offended. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Crowder's okay with it. So um, I think Crowder's okay with a lot of things. I like being on Rumble. Um, I like Rumble. So uh, I've been doing Rumble on Nightwave. I haven't getting uh, the numbers as they say. Yeah, but you know, it's you a, know why Daywave and Nightwave? They don't put them on the front page like ROTC. Gets you put know, we're not page. we're not that big of a deal. I guess. But uh, I guess over at our, 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 our I guess our, <laughs> let me let me look. I guess our pal Siraj thinks that we're not as good as Sebastian Gorka. Was he up there? Disgusting. Okay, one of the people is George Masvidal, and I'm not going to fuck with him. So, yeah. We, yeah, what's up? He's fine. Oh, Jorge Masvidal. No, I, I, what's up, leave dog? Leave him alone. What's up, He'll boy? He'll kill you. Huh? You want to fucking go? No. Uh, you know I have a message out to him about maybe coming on. He's one of the, like, even, he's one of those rare UFC guys mm-hmm. that even for a UFC guy, he's terrifying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this, any, dude, you get a UFC guy that, that went to UFC, and he was like, oh, and four. Mm. And that guy will still fucking kill you at a bar. But when it's like Jorge Masvidal, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, man. That guy will fucking... He'll fight you in front of a steakhouse. He'll fight you over a spot in line. Yeah, he will fight you at a (laughs) 7-Eleven over a spot in line. 
fucking super bass too. He's like really George Masvidal's super fucking. Imagine him like trying to be polite at first too, like yeah. tapping you on the shoulder and being like, "Hey man, excuse me, I think you might cut me in line." And you're like, <laughs> "Fuck off, get out of here!" And you turn around, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm saying cut me, cut the dude in front of me." Fuck yeah, it, okay. You want my wallet? You should give me your wallet. You give me your wallet and you walk away. <laughs> Just have my wallet. Just have my wallet. Just have my wallet. That's why, guys, you never go through life. Always turn around and look at somebody before you mouth off. Never be the guy that goes, "Fuck you." Oh. Uh, you're Tito Ortiz. And never yell at anybody behind you at a Medea movie because you're probably going to get killed. I wouldn't do also, it. Also, don't, don't go, go to Medea movies. movies. Uh, Tyler Perry has enough money. I have a new petition out. I want Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry to play the new female Black Panther. I like it. Think about it. How great would but that be? But as Medea. But I've, it has to be Medea. Of course it's Medea. Oh, Lord, Wakanda. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Fucking blackface. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um... Well, do we want to talk about the Prez? Do you want to talk about the Prez? Can I just say I'm finally happy to be talking about a different Prez? Yeah, I know. (gasps) Although this guy has been handling his life about as good as the real president. Yeah, about as well. Um, About as were. About as whom? So This, by the way... I only glanced at this before the show. I I was trying to make him not watch it. So I didn't read this. But I got an idea of it right away, and I'm cringing already for Dave Portnoy. So he did an entire press release about Alex Stein. Yes. W- would you care to read it? I think here. I think you should be the one to read it. Go ahead. Uh, Team Portnoy for immediate release. Our country's falling apart. Seems every day we're at each other's throats, screaming our opinions in our own personal echo chambers. Looking for validation that we're right and ignoring everyone who says that we're wrong. The left hates the right. The right hates the left. But one hero, he crossed, he crossed out the out word man. man, Yes, stands above it all. That hero is David S. Portnoy. Some are beginning to call Portnoy the less true American. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Now look, I'll read ahead, but let me just editorialize a bit here. Please, go ahead. That's what we're doing. Obviously, this, this is Dave Shtick, and sometimes it's funny. Yeah. But you've been coming off like a total bitch for the past 48 hours. Like, this would be funny if you had been trolling Alex Stein and Alex Stein was having a fucking meltdown. But you just, I don't even want to get ahead, but the things you've done in the past 24 hours have been unconscionable. Uh, While we're not looking for any such praise, we must admit they do have a point. Portnoy has managed to become hated by both political parties. Why? Because he stands up for what's right, no matter what. He's never given us the hive mindset. Um, here's Except the thing. for, you know, Penn Stock and uh, Safe Moon and uh, Barstool and... High Noon. High Noon and pizza. your terrible pizza. Slice. Yeah. The Slice app. I mean, let's keep going if you really want. And this is all but we're not into tribalism. No, but another thing is... Like, but by I- the way, if you drink truly, you're a homosexual. You might as well drink cum. I'm not political, but I will fucking jump head first the moment Tucker wants to have me on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not political, but I've been on Tucker's show five times. Yeah, I didn't have Alex Stein on my show. He's too political. But if you're political and you got a lot of clout and TV show, I'll go on there mm-hmm. and then talk politics. The best thing that ever happened in Dave Portnoy was Alex Stein because people are forgetting that T- Andrew Tate owned him on his own show too. I mean, like a fucking feminist. Dude, he is yeah. unraveling. The left hates Portnoy because... He's brash, not politically correct, and he told a few jokes in his days. Crooks like Henry Bloggett, who's very ugly, and Julia Black concoct, uh, concoct make-believe stories against Portnoy because he took the opportunity to interview the sitting president of the United States in 2020. The right then tried to co-op Portnoy, even though the three-time 
beasting survivor has always maintained that he answers to nobody. Now they hate him because he's pro-choice and has failed the reality TV stars like and failed reality TV stars like Alex Stein and other right-wing Twitter trolls coming for his throat. Yet does Portnoy yield? Never. Did did anyone really go after Portnoy? About the about the Roe v. Wade thing. No, as a matter of fact, the only reason people are bringing it up now is because he's being such a fucking asshole to everybody. Like we else. brought it up, and I think like briefly, yeah, we and did. we were kind of like, eh, maybe stay out of this one day. I think, I think basically our real reaction was he's probably paid for a few. That I mean, which is it. reality. That's reality, right? The left hates. Uh, 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 yet does Pointer yield? Ha! He never yields. He stands strong against the constant unfair attacks while everyone else whines and screams. David, the last true American Portnoy, helps small businesses uh, fight the corruption, uh, corrupt suits of Wall Street, and runs a billion-dollar company that he built brick by brick. And also fires people that work for him because they made a phone call. One could make the argument that Portnoy has done more to help Americans these last few years than Congress has. Meanwhile, fat, jo fat Jason Whitlock stuffs his face with food. Hopefully one day our broke country will become fully united again. But until then, maybe we can just unite behind the heroism and bravery of our last beacon of American hope, Dave Scott Portnoy. We have no further comment at this time. Now, here's what my opinion with how why this came about. I believe this came about because Portnoy was really fucking drunk last night when he started this little fight with Alex. And he knew he came out like an asshole. So he figured, oh, I'm going to be a heel like I normally am. But the problem is, is that every time Portnoy's done one of these funny press releases, he's been going up against Michael Rapaport. He's gone up against very unlikable business people. Business insider, mm -hmm. Deadspin, Goodell. Well, I think there's another crucial mistake that Dave yeah. made in this. And I said this last night on Nightwave. His biggest mistake mm -hmm. was impulsively and immediately seeing Alex Stein having some clout and going, hey, come on my show. And Alex right away going, oh, yeah, I'd love to, man. Here's my email. We'll yep. set it up. And then Dave just dropped it. And then he even sent another message like, so coming on the show, what are we doing? And then, ah, oh, you're too small time. You, you know, you're fucking political. You're nobody. And it was like, well, what happened? That, that also killed him because it's like all Dave had to do was like the, Mike, the Michael Berbiglia thing. All Dave had to say was nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but he was like, why don't you come on my show, tough guy? And Alex was like, I'd love to. What time? And he's like, ah, it's, just, it's like it's like it's literally like a physical fight when somebody's like, come on, tough guy, you want to fucking go? And the dude just stands up calmly, and they're like, hey, oh, oh, take it, the fucking uh, Andrade Alidolo. <laughs> oh, take it easy. <laughs> when 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 Business Insider people ran from Dave Portnoy, and now Dave Portnoy is running from Alex Stein. Here's the problem. Like I said, the reason he releases is this is funny is because he's going against major corporations, these evil corporations, or Roger Goodell, or fucking Hollywood actor Mike Rapaport, and, and all this shit. The problem is you're going against somebody who gives less a fuck than you. And I think actually uh, Blind Mike, who was on this morning, who, who, who worked at Barstool, said the, the pro that he believes the problem with Portnoy is the reason he reacted to Alex Stein is Alex Stein is the man Portnoy used to be which was, I don't give a 
fuck, I do what I want. And now, no matter how cool he tries to be, he's controlled by pen. He's controlled by sponsors. He's controlled by media. He's controlled by what he's going to say. Because Portner used to be like, we could joke about whatever the fuck we want on Barstool. That was his big stance. And now it's like, you could joke about whatever the fuck you want, except gambling, gambling. And not alcoholism. And not alcoholism. But everything else you could joke about. Also, don't make any phone calls to old friends of yours that I don't like. Well, we'll get to that. But before we get to that, the problem is... Okay, can I just... First thing. Yeah. The fact that he used, like, a Comic Sans-type font mm -hmm. at the top. Like, yeah. just a fucking... He just can't... He can't help but be Roger Rabbit about this. <laughs> Team Primetime 99 for immediate release. Our country is falling apart. Failed reality TV stars like me, Alex Stein, Primetime 99, is trolling Dave Portnoy, the last true American hero on Twitter. I get it. I failed at reality TV, and I get it. Online gambling corporations and government agencies don't like my content. So last action hero, David Portnoy, can't post it. No lies detected so far. But I'm Alex Stein, primetime, 99, always on prime. <laughs> I don't want to hate. I don't want hate or divisiveness. I want love and unity. I want positive vibrational energy. I want to stand alone together with the brave and heroic employee of a mega gambling corporation. <laughs> stand alone together is a banger fucking <laughs> The real American hero, Dave Portnoy. Let's all unite behind Dave Portnoy's brave and heroic leadership and his inspiring message. Let's validate him and not criticize him for being pro-choice. He likes to kill babies, but he's still beautiful. Let's follow Dave Portnoy's example and reject the hive mind and instead unite behind Dave Portnoy and stop criticizing <laughs> him and stop posting content that gambling corporations and government agencies disapprove of. Yeah, get out of the hive mind. Hopefully I, like then our said. broken country will become united again. Thanks, Dave. You're the best. Can, all right, look. Virgie's right. The standalone <laughs> together is, is a banger. But that last, <sighs> let's let's follow Dave's example. Reject the hive mind and instead unite behind Dave. Stop <laughs> criticizing him and never post combat the gambling companies and the government doesn't want you to post. Oh, God, <sighs> dude. He is just slaughter. getting under his skin, man. Well, it gets better. Dave, then Dave tweets, then Dave tweets this out. Full screen so you guys can see it. There you go. Then Dave tweets this out. Hiring for a new position at Barstool, job title, King of the South, job requirement, cover the second, uh, SEC, and actually work. So what's he speaking of here? Well, he's speaking of a gentleman who I just found out right before the show. He's speaking to a gentleman who is here. F11. Okay. We're speaking to a gentleman who is... About a gentleman who is friends with Alex Stein. He's been friends with Alex Stein for about 15 years, right? So what Dave was speaking of in that thing was he was firing this gentleman for calling Alex Stein on the phone. Now, this guy apparently did call Alex Stein because they're friends. Um, uh, and From my understanding of their side of the conversation, it was just him being like, yeah, Alex, man, you know, we're friends and I get it and this is funny and stuff, but, you know, 
Dave's my boss, so obviously, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about Dave. That's pretty much the extent of what the phone call was, okay? <sighs> Instead, he gets fired, and it's Mincy guy, Barstool Mincy guy, posts this video. <clears throat> I, can, I can really barely talk right now. I'm so, so upset right now with Dave Portnoy uh, going... What he's saying about me, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call like I said. Everybody that knows me, I got nothing to hide here. I'll tell you exactly what happened. I reached out to Stein, who I knew back at LSU from his LSU times 15 years ago. I hadn't seen the guy in over 10 years. I called him yesterday saying I've got my boss of Arsenal's back against you. Period. Should I have made the phone call and reached out to him? Obviously, that was a mistake. I, I should not have done that. However, why not? He's your friend, right? Before. This guy's is this guy begging for his job now? Yes, he, he has been begging for his job back pathetically nonstop on Twitter. Buddy. I called him having Dave Portnoy and Barstool's back. This is I'm fucking, the luckiest guy ever. This is fucking Stockholm syndrome. It's it's very creepy, right? Yeah. It's very fucking creepy. Somebody asked if it's Ethan Ralph's long lost twin. Honestly, he looks like the love child of Ethan Ralph and Tim Dillon. Ooh, I see it. Right? I Tim, see it. It's like if you took that fucking AI thing and you're like, take two pictures and make them one guy. This is, this is Tim Ralph. Work here, and I'm very grateful opportunity. You know what I see? See Tim Dillon on his show, like, sitting there with, like, like he has Louis J. Gomez on, and Tim Dillon's just like, yeah, that's the problem, dude. It's the fucking, the, the A-logs. <laughs> they're, always, they're always stalking me, bro. Okay, I figured it out. Ethan Ralph Bennington. <laughs> Yes, okay. Right, do you yes. see it? Do you see yes, it? Ron Bennington. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what he looks like. Hey, Fizz, what do you think of these uh, A-logs? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Earl, we got any A-logs back there? <laughs> We're fresh out. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. <sighs> and I freaking love Dave Portnoy, and I love Barstool Sports, and this whole thing is the biggest misunderstanding of all time. I literally made the phone call backing up my boss in Barstool, and now I'm getting fried for it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just sick. I, I literally am sick right now. Uh, this whole thing's BS. I love Dave. I love Barstool. Viva. Turns and out I'm, that Dave doesn't I, love you. I mean, I'm almost kind of about to choke up. I'm so upset uh, about how big a misunderstanding this is. So you now, some people, I, I want to be clear to say this up front. Some people are, and because it's the internet, I am always wary too. Some people always go, is it a work? I don't know. A lot of people are saying like, oh, it's a work. Imagine that's, that's thinking this is real. That's what I've read too. That's what I've And I'm like, too. all right, if it's a work, it's a work. But it's a work that's also making you see. All right, look, for instance, Royce, yeah. to use a wrestling analogy, right? If you're watching like an angle play out on TV, but they're, they're really making it seem like it could be real. Mm. But they're also booking it badly. Right. And then you go, oh, man, I wonder if it's a work or a shoot. And you go, it doesn't matter if it's making both guys come off like shit. That's and it's, a, that's and it's booked poorly. Fuck. That's a really good So point. if this is cave, like the MJF thing's a great example. They booked that brilliantly. Then they took his ass off the website, stopped selling his T-shirts. Three months, not three months now. Which is a big, big the man sells shirts and stupid scarves. And they just took all that money off the table to make it feel real. And you're like, whoa, this is cool. But if they had bungled that. You'd go, well, now you're just going to lose three months of money and also, like, not have this guy get any heat. Right. So, uh, again, it might be a work, but wh who's getting over in this angle, 
right? Like if, if you were at a booking meeting for wrestling and this was an angle, yeah, you a really go, good point. who's getting over in this? Is Mincy getting over? Are we going to re-debut Mincy with a new gimmick and he's going to fucking you know what he's shoot doing? up the card? Or what, Okay, like, oh my God, Mersh, Jesus Christ, if this is a work... He's pulling the same Michael Rappaport thing he did with the fake kid. This is the same. This is the same level. No, think about it. Remember when you Michael become Rappaport, what you hate. When Michael <laughs> Rappaport had his back against the wall, right, and everybody was hating him, and we were making fun of him a little bit. And then he remember he came into our DMs and he was uh, pretending that his kid and his mom was getting a divorce and this whole stick. And even we said the same thing. We're like, even if this is fake, what is the point of this? You're doing the same thing. You become what you hate. Oh my God, you're right. Before you know it, Alex Stein's going to be sitting in front of a lawyer doing a deposition because he's fucking fucking, he's getting sued by Dave Portnoy. Fucking Alex Stein's now going to get tied up in a Title IX case. They're going to be a fucking, uh, yeah. uh, or Title VI case, whatever the fucking, mm -hmm. the labor one is. And you know what? Somehow, at the end of it, Alex Jones has to pay that too. I don't know how that's going to happen. And that's it. Uh, Dave Portnoy, we find you guilty of violating the labor laws. Yeah. And uh, we now order InfoWars. And Alex Jones to pay uh, an additional $85 million. <laughs> he just, he asks, what the hell, man? I have nothing to do with it. God I've never it. even had that kind of a show. I live in Austin. <laughs> I'm not even in this jurisdiction. I don't got no more money, man. Fuck. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you can't get blood from a stone. You know how long it took me to stick this Breitling up my ass last <laughs> night so I couldn't get it? Um... <sighs> I had to buy a Dodge Journey the other day. You drive, drive, drive around a fucking Dodge Journey, Owen. I mean, it has Android Auto, but it's still not worth it. I don't know if you know this. I'm a big boy. I like to spread out in a truck. <laughs> Dodge Journey ain't cutting it. Oh, no, they're repossessing his tank. You think they're going <laughs> to repossess it? Oh, man. I hope not. Um, no, you can't because I leased it in Owen Schroer's name. <laughs> I was going to say the Rex's name. <laughs> Rex has all this weird shit yeah. in his name. <coughs> uh, Rex also owns all my guns. <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. Well, the ones that weren't lost in a boating accident. Yeah, Rex owns them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love Alex. He's going through fucking hell right now. Everyone over there is going through fucking hell right now, man. It sucks. God damn. Uh so remember we talked about the background checks. Remember we talked about those little yeah. New York background checks where they're going to check your social media. Well, the problem is, it was a people didn't understand what it meant. So somebody asked unelected governor, Kathy Hochul. It's not how we're doing it in New York anymore. We also talked about, I mentioned social media a number of times. I've called upon and working closely with our attorney general to identify what's going on in social media. Those questions are now part of our background checks. Uh, just like in the old days, you talk to someone's neighbor. Uh, now you can talk to their neighbors online and find out whether or not this person has been spouting uh, you know, philosophies that indicate that they have been radicalized. And so snitching? Snitching. So, so, so Hitler Youth and snitching? Wow, bro, this bro, is fucking nuts. Your internet neighbors? You know your internet neighbors could be in fucking Australia, right? <laughs> like, that's fucking... They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. This is another way for make sure you don't get a gun without them having to actually pass, without with them circumventing the, the Constitution. That's all this is. That's all this is. Unelected cunt. Mm -hmm. This unelected fucking cunt. But again, I, hey, I don't live in that state. You guys always get what you want in that state. 
Honestly, I, me feeling bad for New Yorkers. It's not really working anymore. Do your breasts miss me yet? <laughs> remember, remember the, the, the running joke with Joe Biden is just like, hey, remember when the worst thing we had to deal with was mean tweets? Yeah. And like you think fucking Andrew Cuomo's going to run on that? Hey, I bet we missed the breast groping now. Hey, yeah. Huh? No. And everyone's like, no. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Read the room, man. <laughs> Fuck. If he could read the room, he wouldn't be grabbing people's breasts all the time. Good point. You know what I mean? So, good news. There's some good news. Is the, there ever? Yes, there is. I have Nikki Fried's concession speech. Uh, so I do actually have good the news. Coward today. lost. You know what? Maybe you would have had a shot if you came on the Kingmaker show, or Queenmaker in this case. Yeah, but you did it, you fucking you coward. Uh, here you go. Barnett, who is live at Nikki Freak's headquarters in Carly. Uh, you're hearing it. Hi, Carly. Oh. Here, that's hello, Carly. Car Carly, CBS 4 News. Yeah. CBS mm. Miami. This is calling this race for Charlie Chris. What's the feeling at the Freak Camp? Well, Elliot, honestly, things have been pretty quiet until just a few minutes ago, but now I you can see I need some Carly Barnett in my life, please, oh, boys. Oh, we're looking. We're okay, looking. Okay, good. Supporters are making their way closer to the stage. It was just before you came to me live that Nikki Free. Fuck you smiling about. Your mic went out. Your mic went out. On the first pitch. Thank you. Wow, the microphone's not even hooked up right. Oh my god, they never took it. Oh, this is embarrassing. Yo, fuck Nikki Freed. Go to that Instagram. Okay. <laughs> this is good. I mean, <clears throat> let's see here. I mean, I would imagine she's got to be pretty. Ba she's banging on the fucking. Yo. Oh, Yo. Yeah. Oh, wow, Booba. <laughs> Booba City. Okay, okay, okay. And feet, I guess, if anyone's into those. Yeah, I'm not into feet. I'm not but really she does into feet either, nice but feet. she does have nice. I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, now we see. That's I, I like the you know the beat the little boat beach Florida thought hey. shots are one thing, but I like a little class. Listen, honey, I've been to Bell Harbor too. I get it. <laughs> and I also took a photo to prove <laughs> I was there. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and. What's the rule? Hot friends. Some of them. Damn. Is that her mom? That looks like it might be her mom, the one on the Somebody's left. mom. Yeah. Somebody's nice. mom. And it's like she radiates hotness. I like really the further like you get away one. from her, the uglier the bitch has got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's fucking. Bougie. God, Nikki Friedman, did, did you really think that with these kind of people right now that you're dealing with, you ever had a chance in Florida? Do you understand that this is the problem? You never showed your boobs enough. <laughs> That's, I mean, it would help. I couldn't hurt at this point. <clears throat> Would love to know that I was on Stuttering John. We can't hear you. Did a little girl set up the audio visual <laughs> set up here? And then you just have Dan Crenshaw on, and someone goes, Is a little girl in here questioning my faith? Hey, hey, 
Who's the little girl that didn't hook the PA upright? <laughs> I'll kick your fucking ass. Puts brass knuckles on. <laughs> so she had a concession speech, guys. I really wish we could hear it, but unfortunately we can't. But Coward. Here's the good thing. You know who did win? For the second time in eight years, Democratic voters in Florida... Before I hit play, just to show you how bad, just an indicator of how bad Florida is going to be. Matt Gates, right? Matt Gates won his primary, obviously, seventy-six thousand votes. Okay. Second place to Matt Gates got twenty-seven thousand votes in the Republican primary. In the Democratic primary, the second place person to Matt Gates had more votes than the person who won the primary for the Democrats. Oh yeah, no, they um. Last night I saw a bunch of articles where they were straight up admitting like that that's well the Democrats are panicking because yeah, they said that one person showed up for Democratic primaries for every three people that showed up for Republican primaries. Oh, that hurts. Uh, oh, that hurts. That yeah, hurts. you shouldn't have, maybe you shouldn't have raided Mar-a-Lago because yeah. there's a lot of people that didn't care. And you did it like a week before the primaries. Um, remember a couple months back, I was saying I read a bunch of articles that basically said that Democrats were panicking because a bunch of companies and a bunch of the big fat donors were just like funneling money out of like usual money that's expected every year. They were funneling the money out of Florida and that to they other were states. Do do donating to other campaigns that they thought the person had a better chance. Right. So they're not giving the Democrats a lot of money either right now. So, yeah, they're hurting. Uh, so let's go back to cubic zirconia ball over here on Santa. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's the first frame. Oof. Who? Years. Democratic voters in Florida have picked Charlie Crist as their nominee for governor. Ma'am, so how do you look? manage to look like old and young at the same time? Is, is that right? Yeah. She looks, she looks like she's 20, and she also looks like she's 50. Yeah. She looks like she has a pack of Werther's Originals and a pack of flavored condoms in her same <laughs> yes, purse. Exactly. How does a... And the condom flavor? Worthers. A Republican. Like, who bitch, how you, eat, how, you, how you taking Bone Eva, but you're also still on birth control? Yeah, seriously, you can't do <laughs> A Democrat has, it wasn't one statewide <clears throat> office since 2006. So hear me out here. Do they think, and I want you, I'm going to make a, I'm going to say a sentence that is true. This is a 100% true statement. Do they believe the guy who lost to Rick Scott is going to beat Ron DeSantis? They're going to try. <laughs> and no, I don't think so. Because if they honestly thought, <sighs> if they thought that they stood a chance, they would not have fucking run Charlie Crist in the first place. They would have dug up somebody to take on Ronnie D. <clears throat> it, 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 they would have maybe had to dig deep and go find somebody from the old day, but they would have found somebody like a rock star they know that this is a fucking this is a it's loss yeah. this is like one of those uh you know this, this is like a, a preseason game where you don't even put any starters on the field can can i can i give some free advice please because i really really like DeSantis and want him to win please do, please don't make any more of those military uniform he just made one. The Top Gun commercial is pretty like cheesy. It, so please don't. Look, you're already winning, man. You don't... Ronnie, listen. You don't need the gimmicks. We don't need Dan Crenshaw optics. You don't... It's only the right side, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't ever want Dan Crenshaw's yeah. optics. Come on. Come on. Uh, Governor DeSantis, you need to keep your eyes 
way ahead of you, far off in the distance, which is something Dan Crenshaw is incapable of doing. Yeah, he lacks depth. Yeah, we need you to keep both eyes. Yeah, I asked him why he had an eye patch, and Dan Crenshaw go to keep it sniper ready. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they know Chris doesn't stand a chance. And I was honestly happy. I was relieved that that fucking coward Nikki Freed lost. And I'll tell you why. And she I would have put up a better fight. You said it. I, I said this on Nightwave last night. It, it, for one, she would have fought harder. Two, Democrats, it's different. General election's different. Democrats are just going to vote Democrat. Republicans are just going to vote Republican. So all the people that didn't like Nikki Freed or vote for her in the primaries are still going to vote for her anyway. But what, what got me was if there was a debate down the road, Ron DeSantis would have been sort of cast as this guy who's like bullying a woman and... Because you, know, you know Ron DeSantis is not going to do a debate and be nice and no. friendly. Like, he's just not his style. So he would have put the boots to her in a debate, and then the next day there would have been all these clips of, look at him battering this poor woman. Oh, look at him mansplaining and all this shit. And she would have had a slightly better chance than Charlie Crist. Charlie Crist? Nobody's going to feel bad watching Ron DeSantis beat the shit out of Charlie Crist for 13 rounds. It's not going to happen. Nobody's going to care. I have a fun story for you because you just reminded me of what you just said. So remember a couple. Remember how we how coward Nikki Free didn't do our show because she's a coward. Because <laughs> she's a coward. And remember that we found out why because somebody was texting one of our fans from the campaign office, and the person on the other side of the phone, the campaign quote unquote, we thought the campaign manager was saying like, "Oh, you mean because they're friendly with Alex Jones and they're fighting with this random person?" And we're like, "Man, their campaign must be shitty. They must have somebody who's sending these text messages." Well. <clears throat> Two days ago, there was a tweet from Nikki Freed on her page where it was a picture of her on a laptop. It goes, uh-oh, somebody caught me texting uh, texting, uh, texting voters again. She was the one that was sending text messages to voters. At least at some point she sent some. According to her Twitter, she's done it. So Do there is think? a high possibility Do that the think? person Nikki Freed was talking to, the fan Nikki Freed was talking to, that would be... Isn't that hilarious? I mean, because how many volunteers were there? Well, no, I mean, I, I was looking at it and I was making sure because I started putting two and two together and I started thinking to myself, like, what? Because, you know, we, listen, all of us have gotten these political messages and we always write back, like, no, fuck you, loser. We always they do dumb shit, right? But it's weird that this person, that, that, that whoever was fighting with, the, with one of our listeners was real. Here it is. Here, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Here, I found it. Here, just to show you what I'm talking about. Got caught texting our voters them again. If they've had a chance to vote today and asking them to get our support for their vote. Did I throw you off by starting this like that? You did. <laughs> so that was her sitting there texting voters. Uh, yo, you think it was her though? I mean, I really she am was st- very emotionally invested. That's what I mean. I don't think I don't think a campaign staffer would have cared enough to Google it. Well, because you have a quote of how many people you have to call. So, you know, you would just go, hey, are you are you going to be supporting Nikki Freed in this election? That's it. No, she didn't go on ROTC. Well, that's unfortunate. But, you know, make sure you vote and, you know, get, make sure your voice is heard. Good. God bless. Right. Have a great day. That's it. But, yeah, you're right. It, that feels more like, 
oh, maybe if they weren't, uh, you know, it's like when you're fighting with a female. Maybe if you didn't leave your socks on the floor and you're like, oh my God. Oh my God. You know what I just thought of? Forget about that interaction. If she's been doing this, you know how many times she had to listen to Florida citizens call her a cunt when they texted her back? Because I do that sometimes when people text me. I always go, shut up, cunt. Fuck you, bitch. You know how many fuck you bitches and fuck you dumb cunts she had to rook and scroll through? Well, I have a former, whoever's phone number I have now used to be heavily involved in democratic politics. So I was getting all the Democrats texts this time. And I just kept... So you got Dan Crenshaw's old phone number? Yeah, apparently, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, um, I was getting all these texts and I kept getting like, and they're not even in my district. And like one of them texted me like four times in the course of oh. two days and then finally woke me up in the morning and I texted back and I was like, You've been so aggressive with these text messages that I will now be voting for anyone but this guy. <laughs> I wanted them to feel like they fucked their Did they job reply? up. They went, "Sorry about that. Have a nice day." And I'm like, "Yeah, you, yeah I want you to. I want you to feel like you fucked up." Because pestering. It's one thing to send out one text as you get close to the primaries, and I'm going to expect a bunch of texts from different people. But when you send me four, and trust your me, guy's losing. And if they're losing, you just said what I was going to say. If they're losing. You're gonna get a lot of texts because they want to make sure every vote. I'm surprised Nikki Frieda wasn't out there in her own car picking people up and taking them to the poll. That's how bad she fucking lost, <laughs> bro. She got fucking annihilated. She got blown the fuck. Her cheeks. She got, she got her cheeks clapped. Annihilated. Thirty-five percent to like fifty-one percent. Mm-hmm. Unite Democrats to beat a powerful GOP incumbent. Let's ask him. Congressman Charlie Chris joins me now, and Congressman. Get ready, guys. Get ready for this fucking charisma powerhouse. Oh, I keep forgetting. Not since Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Are you going to watch somebody this electrifying? Oh, my God. I keep forgetting that a lot of these people. I, I know it's a local guy. They don't I know, know Chris him. super well. Like, I've known him my whole life because he's a Florida guy. Strap in. Yeah. You guys have no idea. Okay, you're going to see why if the Democrats were smart, they would have pushed Freed. Watch. Following last night, what is your plan over the next 11 weeks to take on Governor DeSantis? Yeah, tell us, Florida Biden. Well, uh, old young lady, uh, <laughs> right? Does she look, does she not look like yeah. she's going to college, but she's also like going to college to see her kid graduate from college. Yeah, she looks like she just got corrected that they're minerals. <laughs> Get arrested for shoplifting? Yeah, exactly. I bet you her shoes are purple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, you ready for Florida Biden? Watch the energy on this guy. Oh, I can't wait. You guys, this is going to be a fun election because, like Merce said, Freed had fucking bulletproof armor. Chris, nobody likes him. Left, lefty hates him because he, he was caught when he was running as a Republican telling a priest that if he was in power, he would get rid of abortion at all. Completely. Not 15 weeks. There would be no abortion. But now he's pro-abortion. He was all, dude, he's gone all around and he's fucking, he's a contradiction amongst himself. Here we go. Florida Biden. To tell the truth, to tell how he's tried to tear apart my state. Uh, All right, tear, pair, 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 pair. You would fucking. Hey, sir. Florida Biden. Hey, sir. If you're, if you're, if you did, if. Listen, Democrats, I know that, like, uh, what's his face? Jimmy Carville and all those guys. I know they're all retired. I, and Royce has been my witness. I have given you people expert advice every election and none of you ever take it from mike bloomberg to biden all the way through you guys never take my advice take my advice this time if you want to win if you want democrats to take over the governor mansion in florida you cannot run a guy 
who looks, sounds, and speaks exactly like the guy who's ruining the country from the top right now. It's not a good strategy. He literally just reminds people of Biden. You know what I mean? Isn't that the worst possible thing? He looks like Biden. He sounds like Biden. He would Biden. be better off if he got a fucking spray tan and came on TV and went, I gotta get you shit, you shit, baby. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Attacking LGBTQ children. Uh, attacking women and their right to choose. You, you know that is everything true. Everything you did when you ran as a Republican in this state, you fucking you duplicitous piece of shit. That is true, and I want to, as God is my witness, and I'll I'll swear on a stack of Bibles. I'll testify in court if you guys want to come. I personally, I was at Pebble Creek. I personally saw Governor Ron DeSantis attacking a group of LGBT children with a golf club. <laughs> the way they make it sound, attacking LGBTQ children like he's chasing them at a run at, at, at a rundown blockbuster golfing games. Hey, why, I just picturing. Why do they want me to vote for him? I'm picturing Ron DeSantis drunk with like one of those like Hawaiian shirts, but open in the middle, and just chasing a kid with a fucking tire iron. <laughs> Give me you little shit. Disrespecting women, uh, attacking African American voters. How? I'm sorry, what what has... Oh, the LGBTQ kids were also black. Oh. Making it more difficult for them to you vote. Sure wasn't their parents beating them then? <laughs> uh, not having drop boxes in minority communities throughout the state of Florida. Well, yeah, because they kept stealing them. <laughs> Making it more difficult for my parents to vote, my 90-year-old... Your parents are alive? ...father, my 87-year-old mother making it harder to use mail-in ballots in this how when did your parents have you when they were eight yeah seriously this state it's shocking i mean it's like he this wakes woman up is so plain oh yeah like I, it's almost unfair to compare her for marie from breaking bad that's true she was actually good looking this woman is ugh. every morning about the new group he wants to attack uh we don't need and it's not even that she has a really crooked nose because she does but it's she looks, if she was a flavor, she'd be vanilla. Like, she looks like they didn't finish putting toppings on her. Yeah. Like, if, like it looks like they didn't do the final render in a video game. She is, if you're going to pick an ice cream flavor, she is fat-free vanilla. Fat-free vanilla. No, she's yogurt. Fat-free frozen yogurt. If she was an ice cream, she'd be fat-free frozen yogurt. Yeah, like she's vanilla. Right, which is like, if you put enough Oreos and sprinkles on it, okay, fine. But then what's the point? But then what's the point? You know? I I'm sorry. I know, look, that's how boring Charlie... Look, let me explain something to you. This isn't anybody being cocky or anybody being like, oh, you guys, you should be worried. It's Charlie Chris. Trust me, as a somebody who lives in Florida, nobody is respected less than Charlie Chris in this state, except maybe Nikki Freed. And you see how our ADD is kicking in when he talks? Yeah. That's the entire state of Florida. Yeah. They Every time he talks, we're going to be like, oh, that's uh, so boring. <laughs> at least Nikki Freed would go on Stuttering John show and give us some goddamn content. This fucking, you imagine Nick Stuttering John interviewing fucking Charlie Chris. So, Charlie, tell me, like, uh, what are you doing for ladies, like, private parts rights? <laughs> what are you going to do? Because I was at the pub the other day. The new one, because I got thrown out of the old one. Did you hear that story? Yes. <laughs> he's banned from the bar. He's hanging out at. Um, it's yeah. because he's too progressive, remember? Same <laughs> reason he doesn't get booked. It is. That's why they can't stand him in Hollywood, California. <laughs> and Malibu hates the guy. 
Dude, the bar that banned uh, Stuttering John that he claimed for being too progressive, they literally have drag queen like nights. I know. That's my favorite part <laughs> about it. <laughs> well, that's what happened. They had the drag queen say, I got progressively more disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charlie, you've got a long road ahead of you. Dude, he's right. only 66. Charlie no, Chris. No, he's, right. not. he's only 66, dude. I looked it up. Really? Yeah, he looks like shit. I guess flip-flopping so much makes you age like a motherfucker, huh? Yeah. Alright. He's he's had more he's had more face and heel turns than fucking Paul White. I mean it's it's fucking hilarious. Uh all right, let's uh here we go. How about some some fun stuff? Let's do that. Script featuring artists in the now to our series flipping the script featuring artists in the entertainment industry working to I'm shine sorry. us. Can you just for a moment? Did you see what the crawler read before at no. the beginning of the video? Okay, so <laughs> severe <laughs> drought in Texas exposes 113 million year old dinosaur tracks. That should be, like, in a, in a good time in America, that should be like, oh, my God, what news? What kind of dinosaurs? How old are they? They went from that to, uh, now, speaking of anthropology, here's some stuff that uh, people who dig us up in 2,000 years won't be able to explain. Speaking of anthropology, here's some people that shop there. <laughs> <laughs> Not the store. Oh. Now to our series, Flipping the Script. Frozen, is that you? Featuring you, artists. Can you imagine that doing it in 2,000 years when they're digging up our bones and they're like, I don't know what the fuck these people were doing. They, well, the, this got very weird. They'll know that the bones are our money <laughs> and so <laughs> are, are the, the worms. worms. The entertainment industry working to shine a spotlight and on diversity. they pull it all, they turn the bones. Enter actor Terry I, Who. I posted a link to the dinosaur track story in the, in the show links. Okay. It's not about the dinosaur tracks. It's about the fact that they find this like momentous mo thing, and then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, yeah, I don't know, some trainees doing a Disney movie. Oh no, it actually is a very interesting story that I, I would rather know more about. This Texas drought uncovers 113 million year old dinosaur footprints left by a cousin of a T Rex. So it's a different kind of dinosaur. Uh, footage of the uh, footage at the find at the Dinosaur Valley State Park in Glen Rose was filmed under pub. Oh, this is actually pretty interesting. Sorry, this is more important. What's going on with this person? Who at just 26 years old who is already who? making a name for themselves? The guy on first. <laughs> Who's on first? The guy, the, the non-binary guy's on you, first. When you fill out a check to pay the first baseman, what do you write on the check? Tranny. <laughs> 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 That's what got us here in the first place. Whose wife? The guy on first. <laughs> Whose wife? <laughs> Who's, who's wife? They them, they them on first. <laughs> <laughs> Abbott and Costello, peak comedy. Elves is the first ever non-binary actor to have a leading period role in a live-action Disney movie. Who? No, that is not me. Frozen? You sure? He left already. Oh, damn it! Plays Aspen. A oh, he just came to say that. Yes, name? I guess so. <laughs> what an asshole! in the film Zombies 3. They're also on I Netflix. I mean, it was kind of important. I would want to make sure that wasn't me too, man. <laughs> I know, good point. I have character no of interest in seeing Zombies 3 because I haven't seen Zombies 1 or 2, and I don't want to start off completely lost. And you're going to have no idea what's going no. on in them. Oh. 
Oh, God. Yeah. Um, okay, did you see this one? I needed this to share this one. Was I needed to share this amazing. one. This fucking is one of my favorite things that's ever happened in the world. Now, I want to point something out. This is not the Babylon Bee. This is not the Onion. This is Radar Online. This is a real news site, okay? So... No cakes, no cake, balloons, or brunch. CNN's Brian Stelter left in shock after Don Lemon and co-workers didn't throw him a goodbye party. Former CNN host Brian Stelter expected his team to throw him a goodbye party after Sunday's final show. However, that didn't happen, Radar has discovered. Brian literally thought Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, and the executives would get up early on Sunday and come into the office and say goodbye to him. A source inside CNN told Radar Online. He was mistaken. Not only was he mistaken, but there was no cake, balloons, or brunch to send him off. There wasn't even a card. It was like nothing happened at all. Brian packed up his stuff and left alone, they added. Insiders said that Stelter's face had already been removed from the big digital screens featuring CNN talent around the building amid his departure. Brian's been erased. In fairness, it should be noted that this is how TV works. They move on very quickly, added a pal. Although it would have it, although it wouldn't have killed them to email or text him goodbye. Brian foolishly thought these guys were his friends. He always wanted to be part of the cool crowd with Anderson Don, Anderson and Don. However, he has heard nothing from either of them since he was fired. The person continued. CNN sources claim that junior members of the staff are talking about getting drinks with Stelter this week, although no date has been confirmed yet. So somebody in the chat already is on to it. Uh, they have the right, because I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. They, they hated this guy, right? Yeah. They hated him. No one showed up for him. Because even if you're doing like a, like, let's say, because like, honestly, I, there's even people I like. I'm not getting up early and coming in on Sunday mm -hmm. to give you a party. I don't even like God that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but I would... Still be like, hey, yo, Friday afternoon, right? Right? We're all gonna we're gonna fucking it's just, you know it's his last weekend. Let's take him out for some drinks, get a right. fucking cake, a balloon, or some shit. I don't know. What do Jews like? I can't eat gluten. Yeah. Like, That's the problem with hanging out with him. It's probably was like, I can't eat gluten. That's I don't give a shit. I just have to come here for a second and say goodbye and give you a card, and I'll have a drink and I'll leave. What time? I don't care. It's whatever, dude. <laughs> now you making it difficult. <laughs> um. Every time he smiles, it's just he's smiling through the pain look, right? Uh, Stelter's Sunday media show. Stelter's going to go down to fucking start hanging out at Sullivan's, hoping to run into fucking Kumia and yeah. get a job. Stelter's Sunday media show Reliable Sources, ironically named that, was recently axed by CNN's new boss, Chris Litch, with the final episode airing this past weekend. CNN's legal analyst, Jeffrey Tubin was also given the boot amid the network shakeup. While Lemon ended up securing his place, Radar Online has learned. Insiders inform us that the position is safe, although Lemon didn't remain completely unscathed as the weekday primetime anchor has been placed on notice. This is my favorite part. So, yeah, he, uh, Lemon was placed on notice. I, 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 see if you can find it, uh, Virgie. Uh, the Lemon, when, when they... When, they're, they're, are, are they going to have a Lemon party if he loses his job? Well, he has a lemon party anyway. That's, the lemon party is the reason fucking Don Lemon couldn't make it. So what, what I read was the Discovery guy, remember, we said publicly said CNN's going to go back to being down the middle and reporting news. 
Don Lemon said something, I think, on some interview show. He was like, no, what, what the Discovery guy actually meant was that, you know, we could still have our opinions, but we have to bup, bup. And then now it leaked internally that the Discovery guy called Lemon directly and goes, no, we're neutral and we report the news. Is that a problem? And Lemon immediately backed off. That's what I read. And by the way, for people that are going like, how do you know that's true? Every single leak out of CNN in the past year since this guy, well, in the past six months, this guy took over has been 100% correct. They were saying that Stelter was going to be fired. He was fired. They were saying that Tubin was going to be fired. He was fired. So everything that's been leaking that said was going to happen has been happening. And it's because these people are not liked. Here it is. You're going to love it. I thank you so much, Nikki Fruit Loops. Don Lemon, Jim Acosta expected to stay at CNN despite more neutral uh, directive. Now, here's what it says. Um, Don Lemon and Jim Acosta, two of CNN's most opinionated and outspoken honor journalists, are expected to stay at the network despite its new direction and a less, and a less overtly left-wing bent an individual with knowledge of the network's plan told the, the rap. Since the sudden uh, firing of chief media correspondent Brian Stelter this week and the cancellation of his show, the CNN newsroom has been abuzz with speculation over who might be let go next. The rumor bill understandably turned to Lemon, who in recent years has been overtly opinionated and politically progressive in his anchoring of the primetime news slot. Whether discussing the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, misdoings of Trump's administration, and Supreme Court. Anyway, a CNN insider said no decision is being made yet. Uh, said only Lynch is weeks away from announcing major programming changes. Um, you know, it's so funny, too, how none of these people like each other. They all play this team. They all play team ball, but none of them like each other. And it's kind of funny because Cuomo just did an interview, too, where yeah. he said that nobody from there, like people he worked with every day, none of them called him. None of them have spoken to him since he lost his job. And that's like... That just goes to show you, like, they, they're all there to be part of the CNN corporate culture. Right. Like, they want to be in the media, and they want to have their, they only care about their little shows and their little stuff. And they'll, they'll be cool with each other. Hey, fucking Trump, right? Fuck right, him, right, am I right? right. Hey, look at a giant fucking Como uh, will go on Lemon Show, and they would joke with each other all the time. But the minute you're fucking persona non grata. Bye. Now I have to turn You know back. who else didn't get a go-away party? Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> It's fucking Paulie from Goodfellas. They give you three grand in an envelope and go, now I have to turn my back to you. <laughs> a CNN insider said no decisions are being made yet. Uh, a spokesperson for CNN declined to comment on Lemon and Acosta. Nonetheless, a top CNN insider told The Wrap this week that Lich is seeking to establish a more neutral voice as a new platform. And that's less associated with left-wing lens. It's not a good brand position to be the opposite of Fox News, said a network insider familiar with religious thinking he wants to be tough and no bullshit but not affiliated with a side it's fair to say he doesn't like cnn versus fox thing that is also clearly the position of the bosses at warner brothers discovery ceo david zalaz and board members and the major shareholder john malone in late 2021 malone said in a cnbc interview that cnn should return to nonpartisan journalism once under discovery control the influential board member hasn't been shy about making his view known Internally, since then, according to a top media executive who has heard from Chatter, everyone knows that Zaz exists to please him and Lich exists to please Zaz, the executive said. Perhaps to his regret, Stelter called out Malone in February, accusing the billionaire of criticizing CNN without actually watching it. That's why they're saying he was criticized, by the way, was why he, Stelter was fired because he criticized the new CEO coming in. 
And he thought he was just going to stay there. Well, there you go. I, you know, where does Stell turn up? MSNBC. That's my guess. My thing is, is I don't think he he got fired for talking about the new CEO, mm-hmm. because if you could, you can do that if you got the numbers. If you're a draw, like if you, you know, that's, MJF could talk shit about Tony. Khan. That's the rule of life. You know, Tucker. If, if Discovery was buying Fox, Tucker could talk all the shit he wants, and they're not gonna fire. Him. <laughs> I'd be like, I can't afford to get rid of him. Are you kidding me? You know how much money My Pillow and Relief Factor give us? Yeah, I mean they back up. They literally have to bring an armored car. That, here. That's a good point because the meeting would be like, "Oh, you want to fire her? I'm sorry. What's the next station you want to have the best ratings? Because wherever he goes, that's where it's going to be. Should we buy that now while it's cheap? Because honestly, at this point, <laughs> fucking Tucker's going to News Nation. Yeah, what, or whatever. Anything. Come up with his own Imagine thing. Tucker at News Nation. By the way, that's where Cuomo's going. He's news going Max to news, or News Nation. News Nation. It'd be so funny, fucking. Ooh. Tucker went over there just to torture Chris Cuomo and had to make him hand off to him every night. Paper airplanes at him. Just he just has to hand off to him every night. And now, of course, coming up, uh, it's Tucker. Uh, Yeah, how you doing, Tuck? How you doing? Oh, things are great. They're fantastic. Glad to see you recover from that COVID, bud. Anyway, hey, are they making you come in? Because they built me a studio. I mean, I already built a studio, but then they built one on top of the studio. What you're seeing is tie on top, bottom pajama pants. You don't see that part. Uh, Parker just bought three beers. I found you guys on Rumble. I love this. You guys should collab with Tom McDonald. Fucking asshole. I got excited for a second. I know, and me too. New fan and I was like, you uh, motherfuckers. You I throw rocks at retards. And that's when Dave Portnoy forced me into his chambers and showed me lewd pictures. Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. Lord, uh, Lord Pepsi bought a beer. Uh, good afternoon, ROTC crew and chat. I hope... OJ's White Bronco, Executi, and Mexi Man and Cheese are well and good. I don't know where they are either. Jack Cat. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know where Executi is. She disappeared from the internet. She does and, that uh, sometimes. And then uh, OJ's White Bronco. I've seen. Yeah, he's, he's popped been, up in Daywave. He's been in Nightwave. Huh. Maybe he's doing things from four to six. Some people have uh, some jobs. Why? Things. Jack Cat bought a beer. Ron DeSantis is probably the most honest and based out of the entire political class. My issue is that I don't know whether he wants to install American values more than he wants to install Israeli values. Just being realistic. I get it. And we've talked about it. And, of course, the pander to Israel thing fucking sucks. Do you have a better option at this point? Yeah. I mean, I, I it's, again. Hey, man, supporting Israel's baked in the cake, unfortunately. I, in Florida, it is. And it's like, I look. Do, do you want to... You want to win? You have to weigh the pros and cons, and the pros are I still own uh, a rifle. Yeah. Uh, the pros are I live in a state where the economy is actually almost going too well. Yeah. Because now it's getting very expensive, but it's still... We're doing really good here, so yeah. I, I don't... Like, I... Yeah, I give a couple tree bucks to Israel, I guess. Besides, with everything, we're fucking hemorrhaging money to the Ukraine now and all this other shit going on, the shit we let Saudi Arabia and China get away with, well, who gives a shit, right? You saw, let everybody walk you saw the us. new money we gave them for weapons isn't supposed to go into effect for two years. So now everyone's going like, wait, how long is this war going to go on? Well, it's probably 10, 15 years. Give or take. How long was the last one? Yeah. And then we're going to withdraw from there and then immediately give it back to Russia. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Camera Christopher bought a beer. This is the status of a friend that lives in Florida. Florida, did everybody vote? Are we all on board to dump DeSantis? <laughs> Yeah. What was one of your friends a bot on Twitter? They are running so hard on. We gotta get rid of the Santras. It's like, but what are you gonna do? We're gonna make your kids gay and stuff. Like, okay. Uh, okay. I don't. Uh, 
SC, Alex Stein was on with Owen Troy yesterday. You should see the shit he was saying about Portnoy. He essentially vowed to relentlessly troll Portnoy until he gets a public apology from the bait. He called him a baby back bitch. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, shout, shout out to Danny Polstruck in the chat. What up, Danny? I'm How make, you doing, buddy? I'm making him a mod. How you doing, buddy? And yeah, I made, I made sure it's him. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't just lazily throw a wrench out. Mm -hmm. It's really him. Well, I just modded Donald <coughs> Trump, so that's cool. Are you Guys, sure we, that that's we, Donald Trump? We'll find out. Guys. Uh, that's, this, that was a bad idea. Are you sure? I don't think that's Why really Donald Trump. Why is everyone disappearing in the chat? Can I be honest with yeah. you? Even if it's really Donald Trump after his last presidency, I really don't want him managing our channel. Anthony Sabatini coming up next here, guys. Stay where you I'm are. I'm going to pardon all we'll the people. Be right. I hate you. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Back. Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic? Handmade with painstaking care, put into every note. Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later. Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week, so check it out. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Here's what you can expect on the Sunday Night Shit Show. And I promote your fucking, your fucking show. Check us out on Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on dlive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. seems to be under attack from all sides, and our freedoms are slowly being ripped away. Guns for Tards is fighting the good fight to help protect America from its enemies by advocating Second Amendment rights for our nation's most vulnerable and often overlooked citizens, the mentally challenged. Our founding fathers believed that a well-armed, trained, and educated citizenry was the key to a free and prosperous society. But Meatloaf also said, Two out of three ain't bad. We believe that TARDS are our second to last line of defense against ISIS, and we at Guns for TARDS aim to provide the means and the programs to give proper training and resources to TARDS in your area, helping to make the country a safer place. There are over 40 million mentally challenged Americans living today, and by 2020, we plan to arm at least 10% of them. We want to get as many guns in the hands of as many TARDs as we can. But we won't be able to do it without your help. So please, pledge your help today. Arm a TARD. It's not that hard. 
go to www.gunsfortards.com for more information or follow us on Facebook or Twitter by searching for Guns for Tards. Do you miss the 80s? Ever wonder, how was that awesome synthwave music made? Come on, I'll show you. MV at work. Some nights from 7.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Central on YouTube forward slash Mythical Vigilante. Do you know that, that you are a cis male? Have you ever heard of that term? A cis male? Cis male. C-Y-S-M-A-L-A. So what it means is that you are a man. You're born a man. Well, as far as you know. As far as I know. And you identify yourself as a man. Yes. That's a cis male. Now, I don't understand. Where does that... Is this a new phrase? Yes. It's a way of marginalizing a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Second hour ROTC. Thank you for staying with us, everybody. We do appreciate it. Don't forget patreon.com slash we're not sorry. Sign up for just five bucks. I forgot to plug that earlier. Uh, Mersh, can you please uh, set up our guest? Uh, yes, we uh, are being joined now by, um, well, he just recently ran for Congress. Uh, he is, we just actually played a really great clip of him recently. He's the guy that's, that we need to Oh, the, you mean the, the, the moment we FBI. saw CNN do a hit piece on him, we're like, who is this gentleman? Yeah, who's this guy? And why is he so cool and based? So uh, Anthony Sabatini joining us live. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good to see you guys. Yeah, it's uh, still serving in the Florida House, ran yes. for Congress. Kevin McCarthy, who's a horrible cuck, dropped uh, $1.5 million against me two weeks ago. So that was uh, to be expected, and then we lost the race last night. But we got big plans for next year, and I'm still finishing my statehouse term. Right. Uh, I'll be done in the statehouse in about two and a half months. So hope, hopefully we get some interesting things happening before I finish that up. Yeah, but, you know, rem remember what Liz Cheney said. You know who else lost an election? Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're in great company, you and know? And she's just like him. So, <laughs> yeah, she's you know, exactly like him. In oh that she God. wants to continuously expand federal powers and crush the states. She has no shame. <laughs> no, she really doesn't. And honestly, she really should, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, Abraham, once you, when you're Dick you. Cheney's wow. daughter, when you're Dick Cheney's daughter, right? It's hard to grow up with any shame. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, ah, my dad might, may, hey, may my or may dad not be was a war, war criminal. criminal. Like, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But man, no, I, you know, it's it, it. it what do you, you know, what, what, what are you, what are you gonna do, man? Shit fucking happens. And honestly, here's the truth. Truth of the matter is, when you have CNN doing a hit piece on you, that only means that you're doing something. Like I always look at it that way. Whenever CNN's like. 
that's where we're like, wait, so this guy's saying what? Abolish the FBI? We've been saying that too. Yeah. And and it's like they 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 act like it's a radical position. The people that just said defund the police are saying it's a radical position. Yeah, of course. A lot of the most common sense stuff we have to do, the most obvious stuff, seems radical. And the reason it seems radical is because our elected class of Republican leaders are generally cowards and they're afraid to talk about it. And so because they're so cowardly, it, it, it makes the position seem more radical. So it's this big contradiction. It's like, okay, here's what needs to happen. Here's the best thing to happen. But because our elected class won't talk about it, you know, it becomes more rare. You hear about it more rarely. It seems more radical, even though it's not radical. It's just obvious and something that need, that we need to do. So, and 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 it's and it's it's right in two different ways. So, like one, it's right in the immediate moment in the sense that we have this horrible threat of this ever expanding, unaccountable federal so-called law enforcement agency that's now like haunting us, whether it be J six, now the former president of the United States, various ways. But also like just the old school conservative argument of why did we have a giant federal law enforcement? Why not have state attorneys general have compacts together where they stop interstate crime? So it just it's so obvious on so many levels that this is what we should be doing. Yet how many Republicans do we have talking about it? Right. They had to come find a state representative in Florida to interview because other than Marjorie, there's only a few Republicans even talking about it in the elected ranks. So that's why they came and found me. It's just sad that we don't have more Republicans who aren't willing to say what's obvious. Well, the, but, but, you know, I want to, they, they call me Silver Linings Mersh here. So well, I want to look don't. On, on the bright side. At least we have, <laughs> we, at least we have brave Republican leaders out there fighting the good fight, like Lindsey Graham and Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> and I think that they're really just out there just doing the, doing God's work, like ordering people to shoot protesters outside or, you know, uh, saying on national television that we should assassinate uh, the democratically elected leader of a nuclear superpower. You know, just run of the mill stuff. But but you're the but it's funny you hear all that but you're the radical one yeah you know what yeah. I mean no we need to assassinate Putin and you're like I just think maybe we should scale back all these illegal investigations and they're like whoa crazy man relax <laughs> exactly yeah Lindsey Graham can say whatever he wants because uh, you know as long as he he uh, is playing into the prejudices of the oldest part of our electorate who doesn't really understand what time it is. Uh, it's okay, no matter how insane. I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to who are like, you know, we need to go to war with, during the campaign. We need to go to war with Russia. You know, we got to push back on Russia. We need to bomb the hell out of them and invade, you know, go into Ukraine tomorrow. Like this this part of the Republican Party does exist, and it's totally insane and uh, radical, but somewhat popular, I guess. I don't know. It yeah. plays into the prejudices of this, this you know, anti-communist, anti, anti-Soviet, I should say, mentality that still exists right they still think it's like the 80s or the, the, re- 60s. the red scare they think it's a red scare i they mean still and, do. And, and, so and, it's considered normal even though what they're saying is totally insane and radical it's normal in the sense of the, there's like a weird consensus for it i don't know it's, well i, I mean I, I think the problem is is that what we're finding out is, is at least this is what we always say on the show is that a lot of these republicans you know Democrats are doing something, not even borderline, in my opinion, doing some just straight up illegal things, right? Like just mm-hmm. absolutely 
doing that. And 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 whenever Republicans get power, at least it seems it seem like, at least since 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 nine eleven two thousand one, whenever Republicans get power, they don't do anything. Like there's no teeth. There's some. Don't get me wrong. There are some that are out there that are fighting and screaming and and you know fuck. Rand Paul's yelling at Fauci. At least someone's saying something. You got Hawley. Yeah. You got that that old dude Kennedy who I love. Oh, Kennedy's hilarious. <laughs> but but that but, guy rules. But, but my point is is like. I don't want another Mitch McConnell. I, I so it, it, the point is, even if there's this huge red wave that they say is going to come, I think every real every person who's ever seen this party is 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 going like, but but if there's more Crenshaws and McConnells, like, what are we doing? That they, they, they want to give more money to Ukraine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the future of the country is the soul. You know, the battle for the soul of the country is still the civil war in the Republican Party. It's the primary of the Republican Party. And, you know, 20, 20, 25 percent of people will show up for it. But that is literally the election that determines where the whole country goes. Um, You know, the direction of the Republican Party, the the resistance, right? The the group of people who want to actually try to put the country in a a different direction than where it's been going for 50 years. That's why it's so important. And that's why this, you know, that's where our attention needs to be is getting good guys elected. And, uh, you know, you look at guys like Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, um, a majority of the Senate, but even uh, probably half the House, McCarthy type guys. You know, it's sad that they're not being primary more often, and we replace them with more MAGA candidates who actually understand like what we need to be doing right now in the country. And uh, that's my whole purpose. That's my whole focus is getting people spirited, engaged in these Republican primaries at every level of government, so we can get stronger fighters in. If we go to the November election with a loser and empty suit establishing Republican, then, uh, you know, it doesn't matter uh, if he wins or not, because he's just going to cave on everything. It's just we'll lose more slowly, but we'll still lose. We got to get people who are actually going to fight hard and push an offensive uh, push offense when it comes to policy. Well, Playing, I think- you know, Republicans keep thinking if you play really, really, really good defense, mm-hmm. that's they mix it up for offense. It's just not. Yeah, defense is great, but it doesn't get anything done. And that and that's the no. problem. It's like it's it's like it's like covering up a paper cut when the when the entire thing has cancer it's like i mean that takes care of the paper cut but there's a bigger problem going on and i think the bigger issue is is that i think now we're seeing a breaking point i think we're seeing the new republican party is little by little breaking out of the shell from the old patriot act neocon you know put a boot in your ass kind of you know stuff and they're kind of more turning into like no this isn't about having an American flag in your car and even anything like that, this is about a fundamental destruction of a country and it's being done right in your eyes. And then when, we're, when we go, okay, Republicans are in charge, what are you going to do? A lot of times you're like, well, you know how they said they were going to pass a $8 trillion spending bill? We got it down to 7.6. I'm like, okay, that sucks though. Yeah, yeah. it's it does feel like at times the country I grew up in is just being dismantled and like just sold for parts. You know what I mean? It's like when you just, it's like a junkyard getting a totaled car and you're just watching them pull all the catalytic catalyst converter out. And, yeah. You know what I mean? You're going, no, it's just not going to be a car anymore, I guess. We're just going to sell just a bunch of metal. But I mean, these dudes that are in charge, especially the, the establishment Republicans, what gets me about them is they would rather hold on to their jobs than win. Like they'd mm-hmm. rather hold on to their jobs than than make America a better place. They they well, don't the want to concede their position. The that always happens, and that dictates all their whatever the policy is, no matter what action in government is. The thing that dictates it is, you know, Congress at some point, if it wants to stop the bad things that are happening, 
basically has to stop spending as much on whatever the bad thing is. And then that threatens a government shutdown. And because we have cowards in the Republican in Republican office who under no circumstance would ever get caught in the scenario of having to shut the government down because they think they'll lose in November, they therefore will do nothing in the meantime. It's the opposite of what the Democrats do, right? Because they, they'll just continue to fund tyranny all day long, knowing the Republicans will actually vote for it. But, but the, at the heart of it, so the Democrats know that they're always going to lose power like the next cycle, but they just need to run the ball down the fields as fast as they possibly can while they still have power, lose power, and then get back and run the ball down the field again. They don't mind losing political power because they know when the Republicans get the ball, they'll just hold on to it and play defense the entire time. So it's just it's a cycle. Like right now, Kevin McCarthy, when he takes over as speaker, God forbid he wins, you know, he's going to push a really safe, defensive, compromised agenda, hoping that that makes the Republicans look more appealing going into 24, instead of actually just using the power that he has to hell with it, just deliver on some policy victories and use the power when you have it. But this is like auto repeat for like 50 years, like compromise when we have power, hoping that we get uh hoping that we get uh, awarded the next cycle and never works out that way 28 2016 to 2018 we played defense the whole time against the democrats even though we had all three branches of government they still took over anyway so we just need leaders who have courage and understand this like repeating phenomenon within the republican party and uh, mccarthy's just not that guy well i mean i i agree with you and I, and i also believe the other side the other thing of that is is like a great example of that is when 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 they when the Republicans had the House and they had the Senate, and it's like okay, we're going to build the wall, right? We're building the wall, right? We're like and then and I remember, man, I remember Mitch McConnell being like, "Oh, Donald Trump doesn't know how slowly it works up here, unless it's eighteen billion for Ukraine." Then all of a sudden, that stuff gets oh, fast tracked right through. And yeah. then how much like, was our wall supposed to cost that we couldn't afford? It was like, eight. It was like three or four billion. Or four, and they were like, four. "We can't come up with that kind of money." <laughs> You know what I mean? And then, like, Biden gets in, and he's like, oh, I'm just going to print a couple trill, huh? A couple trillion, and you're like, I wait, with a T? Like six or seven billion is the number somebody threw yeah. out recently when they were uh, comparing the two. That was, I yeah. think, yeah. my, my favorite Ukraine, excuse. That money was out that day. In fact, actually, if you think about it, and this is some, somebody telling me this, I think it's true. Rand Paul tried to slow the whole thing down to say, okay, I know you guys are going to pass this anyways. But let's include a provision that allows us to at least track the money, get the inspector general track the money. And they're adamantly opposed to it. One of the reasons why they're adamantly opposed to it was some folks who've watched this space already thought that they basically had already sent the money, that they had already made commitments to send the money, and that making the Congress wait another week, there would have been a legal, technical, serious issue there because the money was already being sent. That's how fast the money was sent. Oh, yeah that they couldn't even deliberate on the bill any longer because they needed to get these so-called arms and aid in the hands of the Ukrainian oligarchs. So yeah, that's, that's what was going on. It's so, it's so funny seeing that too, because it's, um, it's, it's not even how quickly, but it, it's, it's funny how the left wing media, like, you know, somebody proposed the bill that, you know, they, that, that, uh, that the, Congress should have five days to read a bill, which seems fair when it's 6,000 pages or whatever. And then they're like, can you believe they want to have five days to read a bill? I'm like, yeah, that'd be really nice if they read every page of something that's going to be law uh, forever. But Look, if there's one thing I've learned from the Patriot Act is that you don't have to read every little bill <laughs> that comes through. Sometimes you have lunch, you know, you have lunch appointments and, you know, dates you got to go yeah. on. 
Okay, but that's that's the here's the one good thing, and this is the best thing that I'll say. Why do you think, out of all the fifty states, especially during COVID, Florida was so sheltered and stayed America as close as you could be America compared to the other forty nine states? We live here. We're in Orlando. Well, uh, you know, I think it all has to do with DeSantis. The, the, the legislature is no different from any state legislature. You got a couple of the freedom fighters like me who are more MAGA or hard right, like actually understand the stakes of what's at stake. You got some rhinos on the other side who are just horrible liberal and almost Democrats, right, pushing all types of liberal policies and stuff. Then you just got like a big, fat, happy middle that is just going to do what they're told, basically like cattle. And... What we what made us different was we had a member, former member of the Freedom Caucus, a very principled, you know, freedom believing uh, congressman who happened to win the governorship here, mostly because Donald Trump endorsed him. That's why he won. And uh, that, of course, that's Ron DeSantis. And he shaped the whole reshaped all the state's policies and uh, done things that had his primary opponent, Adam Putnam, won. We'd be a totally different state right now. We wouldn't have had any of the. Um, strong anti-Fauci, anti-COVID uh, tyranny response that we ended up with. It's all just because of DeSantis. That's it. Now, I was using my pulpit and doing everything I could to push the governor mm-hmm. and to, like, you know, back the governor up to continue to be even more pro-offense on, on the COVID tyranny and all these different issues, whether it be the transgender agenda, oh. CRT, all of it. I, that's what I've tried to use my office for. But the truth is it doesn't really matter because he kind of drew the policy and the legislature was just long for the ride. And so, yeah, got to give him all the credit pretty much. But I, I do think that, that there is a change. We're just talking about it. We're friends actually with Alex Stein. And it's actually this. A lot sorry, of, you dropped that name. I, I, I'm sorry. Floor. You know, Jay Moore told Prime me. Time. You know, you know. let me tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. This is important. Never name drop. Jay Moore told me that. Yeah, I know. That's a good um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, no, the reason I was bringing that up is because um, there is there is this this thing where things that used to be like, you know, you, you said, you know, like far right and these it's becoming mainstream now. Right. I mean, yeah. objectively speaking, the uh, these ideas are it's people over here are funnier. They're getting more stuff done. They're smarter. You know, when you have Bill Maher having to apologize, we're at the point of this, we're we're at the Orwellian point of the book where Bill Maher is apologizing for not being leftist enough. That's where we are now. And yeah. and it's and it's super weird because I think the days of the old liberal are gone, right? Oh yeah, they're done. I mean, they're the old done. the old conservatives dead too, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, what are they conserving? So I mean, it's the same thing on both sides. Yeah. Everybody's like, ah, I don't know. We just gotta cut your kid's dick off, I guess. It's just, everybody's like, I guess. We'll and just then everybody's do that. fine. <laughs> and like, and right, everybody's fine. If it, like that, did you saw the gays against groomers just got kicked off for the third time on Twitter? Like, why you can't be you can't be against grooming? Like. It is it is unbelievable, and and I will say the 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 one lesson that I think people should learn from DeSantis is don't back down, don't ever back down. I, I do find it odd though. Like, do you find it odd that like when you see how they just completely misrepresent everything? Like they've changed the meanings. Like we've literally changed the definition of like a dozen words in the past few years mm-hmm. just to cover up for literal crimes, mm-hmm. and now it's like everything takes on this weird opposite uh meaning of the original meaning of the word and and it's like up is down i love that they called desantis like this tyrannical dictator fascist and i'm like he dismantled disney's like 
private imperial districts. Yeah. He <laughs> let people go to work and open up their beauty salons when other states were like, no, buy everything from Amazon and you're just going to have to eat, you know, bugs and beans and stuff. That's yeah. just life now. And, you know, all this stuff, like, pretty much op- kept the beaches open, got business coming into Florida, all Iron. this stuff. And they're like, he is a fascist dictator. And I'm like, Ron DeSantis has not gotten in my way of doing anything I want to do in all the time he's been governor. Anything I feel like doing, not at one point in my life has Ron DeSantis been like, eh, hold the brakes, buddy. But why, it's like, why, why is this happening or why how could this possibly happen that they can just totally change the definition of words and then the sort of cattle random people who don't understand what's happening or just nodding their heads and going along for the ride it's the, it's the complete and total disinterest republicans have had in real education for k through 12 i mean they almost never talked about education in a real way sometimes you hear republicans gesture about well, we're going to do a civics exam in the 12th grade. It'll be the American citizenship exam. And that's our civics initiative. It's like we have totally downplayed critical thinking and, and civics like K through 12. Like we need to like drastically increase the amount of funding and out like necessary hours for like students to have for like critical thinking courses, language and like government and civics, because the people that are going out into the world and then voting are not equipped to understand like what's happening. Like they do not realize that the media is basically just fooling them into thinking uh, that, you know, Ron DeSantis is a tyrant, whatever else. We just don't, we don't educate people to the degree in which we need to when it comes to civics and just general critical thinking. That's something we really need to get serious about like now, like right now, like we need to go to, in my opinion, either 100% school choice and get them out of the indoctrination yeah. factories, but at the exact same time working on like really, really working at better civics and history and critical thinking uh, uh, cur- curriculum because it's it's not working. I mean, man, I got to tell you, like you go talk to the average person coming out of public schools and they're just not, they don't get it. They're barely voting. And uh we just really, really at the state level, so much of what needs to happen is stuff at the state level. Like I ran for Congress because if I didn't run, there was what happened to that was what I was most fearful of, which is like a total rhino mm-hmm. would just win and then go up there, be an empty suit and get and just not fight for a strong Republican Party. Instead, they would just kind of be a backbencher and just sit there and parrot whatever Kevin McCarthy <laughs> says. But but, it, but enough of Rick Scott. Sorry, I had to. <laughs> I, I had to. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. but I mean, but, but I, but I have to say... Uh, really, a lot of the best things that need to happen to save the country are things that need to happen at the state level. Mm-hmm. Like, I ran for Congress for that, but really, if you told me what are the top... I'm kind of a hypocrite because if you said, what are the top five things that need to happen like right now to save the country? They're mostly state-level things. Like the CNN interview had to do with what the state of Florida could do to fight back against DOJ, which is severing ties, communication, task right. forces, inter-local funding agreements with DOJ and FBI, et cetera. In the education space, the feds almost have nothing to do education. Yeah, there's a federal department of education. Yeah, we need to shut it down. But 99% of the funding of education is coming from the state already. And why are we allowing the left to like dictate it? Why aren't we making it like really based? Why are we making it really conservative education? Why are we not making better citizens? We're just fat, lazy. Yep. There's just too many fat, lazy grifters in the Republican Party who Ooh. do not take the power that they're given seriously, not exer- exercising in the right way. 
We need to have, have like conservative education. We're just not doing it. That, that, well, that's, that's, that's a really good sorry, go No, I was going to say, but that's, it's, it's by design. I mean, to be honest with you, everybody that's in power is basically just like fat, retarded person that wants us to, they want us all to be fat. They also want us to be stupid and they want us to be unarmed. Like those are the three like pillars of what our government wants. They want us fat, stupid, and unarmed. And and probably on a various cocktail of, of SSRIs, of, of, yeah, of drugs also, and and estrogen based foods to just keep us, you know, chilling, hanging out, smoking docile. weed all day. Keep us yeah, docile. that's what they want. But they do, and and it's 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 funny because you know you're one hundred percent right about wh- another question. Why do Democrats always they why do they win? They control the education system. They, those kids are being indro- indoctrinated from day one all the way through college, and then they go to college, they drop out, and now we're saying, it's okay that you didn't get a real job. We're going to forgive your loans now, too, big guy. But the people that busted their ass to get a, a an HVAC degree or a tech degree, screw them, though. They don't get their money back. No. You know, People that went to go liberal dance art studios degrees are getting their money back. And then high, people... Right, there's people... Look at the numbers. A lot of people that are making the most money right now are only high school graduates, and that's a real thing. If you get the right job, there's some plumbers out there making more money than some big people, right? Yeah. If you know what you're doing and you're smart, and none of them get they, they didn't get a break. The problem is if you you now you're incentivizing stupidity, right? So now mm-hmm. we're going like not only are you going to indoctrinate you, but guess what? It's on the house. So we are paying for our own downfall. We're paying our taxes to do that. And why they never fight back, they never fight back. And this is why. And they learned it and they used it. And it's conservatives' fault. The last thing a conservative wants to be called is either racist or homophobic. Even if you're none of those things, they run from that word. And they don't. And, and, and again, that's why China's beating us, because you tell China, you know what you're doing is racist. We'll be like, yeah, we know we don't care, though. We do whatever we want here. And that's what's happening here. There's no fighting back that, you know, and, and I agree with I agree with school choices and I even agree with homeschooling and stuff like that. But if you don't fundamentally fix what pe- kids are being taught, if kids are being taught to say their pronouns and not why George Washington was awesome. We have a problem. And that's the problem, too. These kindergarten teachers are, like, shoehorning conversations about, like, that's the whole, that was the whole part of, like, the Parental Rights and Education Act was... Some look, call it the like, don't say they gay go, bill. Well, what, what about all my children that are asking me about my, my gay butt sex lifestyle? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure those kindergartners are not asking you about butt sex. It's You're, super weird. They steer the conversation in a certain way. They're like, yeah, my partner. Lips of TikTok uh, exposed a lot of that stuff, too. non-binary partner, wink, wink. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where they're trying to, Mr. Samson, and they're stepping on his <laughs> yeah, foot. Exactly. And he's like, I think he's talking <laughs> to you. Like, the kids aren't getting it, and then they're like, you see that the libs of TikTok, some of them are like, I am so frustrated with these. These, these kindergartners, they're like Nazis. And you're like, no, <laughs> they just don't care about butt sex. They just show them colors and letters and teach them cursive. This should be easy. When you're a kindergarten teacher, they're not even really learning much. Just give the kid a juice box halfway through the day, let him run around and tire himself out before he goes back to his parents, and give him books, some puzzles, and teach him socialization. It's all you have to, it's the easiest gig. And they're like, so anyway, I went paddleboarding with my gay boyfriend this weekend, <laughs> and when we were oiling each other up, hey, listen, hey, put your pencil down. I'm talking about my gay trip to Fire <laughs> Island. You're like, so somebody had to step up and go, hey, look, Let's go back to juice boxes and, and workbooks. Let's just let's go back juice boxes and workbooks. All right, let's keep it simple. 
Well, one thing I want to bring up about this, and my response to that is this. It was, we were talking about earlier the difference between offense and defense. So much of like the winning issue right now in the Republican Party that they think is like going to save the country is still completely and totally rooted in defense. And what it is is it's like we're going to keep critical race theory uh, and transgender le- lessons out of the public schools, like parental rights. If you can't jam this down the the the, uh, the mind of a third grader, we're going to stop that from happening. I get that. We're going to do that. I mean, obviously, we should do that. We did it here in Florida. I was very happy about it. Right. We did it for at least half the students that Bill should went to the 12th grade, stopped in third grade. But whatever. I agree with that. Um, that's still defense. That's yeah. still defense. Like that, that doesn't get us in a better position than we were. We're already creating libtards mm-hmm. constantly who don't love the country and uh, are going to go to the insane diploma mill, fake university factories and, and be taught to hate the country and continue to vote for a tyrannical party that wants us to be a globalist lame nation like so we need to go past the defense and actually like embrace and it's impossible to get conservatives to do this but we have to do it or conservative leaders that is so-called conservatives we have to get them to like actually believe in education system that believe in affirmative ideals like not just we're going to stop the crt but you have to get them to like actually teach uh what we think is right and good like in the schools like actually embrace what's right and good which is patriotism and honor like there's a contra- you know, there was a controversy many years ago in the county I live in, Lake County, as you guys are from Orlando. Claremont you know, Brewing Company, baby. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> my state house district, by the way. That's the whole oh, of my district. I mean, well, I'm right outside. Look, man. I'm not trying to knock Claremont, the fine city of Claremont in Orlando, but I'm a Tampa guy. Just, just, no, hey, you leave, yeah. I'm, I'm over I'm here. Rep- I'm actually, I'm just, just south of where your district ends, actually. But, in the, but this is how far we've gone in the wrong direction. So, like, in the 90s, there was a school board takeover there was some liberal thing was pushed and they took over the school board conservatives took over the school board in the mid 90s and this was in the mid 90s is how far we've gone um there was a school board member that pushed to make it as part of the official curriculum that uh it would be taught in lake county public schools that western civilization was the greatest civilization and that it was in, it, superior to other civilizations and in the 90s, that was considered like wildly controversial and uh, either failed on a vote or they passed it. I'm pretty sure they passed it. And then a bunch of the school board members were thrown out. There was teacher unions and Democrats still had very much influence in some of the more rural uh, ex-urban areas back there. And they were thrown out. And that was like a wildly controversial. Like how far we've moved in the wrong direction since then uh, is really uh, <laughs> immeasurable, I think. Like, like right now. If we're not willing to think that the civilization that has created all the world's greatest prosperity, Western civilization, civilization shouldn't be taught as a fact that Western civilization is the greatest civilization in the world and that America is the greatest country in the world, then we're doing a horrible job in our public education system. So we can sit here and like cope, cope out and, you know, have the copium and believe that like stopping the CRT and transgenderism is like making us win again. But if we don't affirmatively affirmatively believe and start promoting real ideals and teach young people to like love the country and be great citizens we're still losing we're still losing we're just losing very slowly we're just pat we're, we're just patching a leak and not fixing the problem no i mean that's that- it that's it band-aid 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 and so like trying to get the republicans to think differently about this and realize like losing really slow it does not equate winning is probably the thing i'm most focused on the campaign trail and in office like 
just we need stronger leaders who yeah. actually are, are going are gonna to use the education system or anything in their power that they can affect and change to make better citizens who are conservative, like make conservative young people, like use force to do it. And they're not willing to do it. Yet. I, I mean, yet. And but I, I would really hope that we're getting there. Right. I mean, I would like to I, we're, think we're so. taking steps in the right direction. I mean, DeSantis also is pushing for like the financial literacy that you know, was one of my, that, that's one of the at things least, I mean, I know that's still not like, you know, hand over the heart and stand for the flag, but it's still a step in, you know, any level of like literacy well, would let me help. Say one more thing about this idea sure. of like creating affirmative, better values-based education is going to create more conservative citizens at a young age. I would tell you that, and might sound like a hypocrite here or, or like I'm undermining myself. I don't think that we're ever going to have the political power or will, at least not in the near future, to get it done within the public education system. So that's why I actually do advocate, although there's flaws with it, some flaws with it because you don't have the control, um, a 100 percent school choice system like Arizona did. You know, to show you how kind of sort of how fat and lazy the state legislature is like over the last six years, we went from being the school choice leader to now being surpassed by Arizona because Arizona has gone further and they went to a thousand you know 100 percent universal school choice so any parent just gets like a 7500 dollars voucher and as long as it's like more like a coupon but basically you can put your kid in any private education i think this is the better way to go because you're going to get you're going to find that teachers are more willing or parents are more willing to want to put their young person in a values-based you know pro-citizenship pro-patriotic uh christian education more than you ever would uh, be able to get kids in a, you know, thinking that way if you embrace just still a public model of education. So we need to go to the Arizona-based, um, uh, Arizona model of 100% private education because you're going to get more kids in religious and values-based education that way. So that needs to happen like now. Like if I was governor of Florida, I would call an emergency special session right now and pass that bill and do not let any kids go back into, uh, you know, these liberal uh, factories that we call K through 12 education in spring, like get them all these coupons and let these new models of private education that's values based erupt. Cause right now, yeah, there's some private schools, but if you had a hundred percent school choice, you're going to see like a tenfold increase in private education. And of course it's going to be mostly values based because that's how a parent wants their kids to be. They want their kid in a school that has discipline and, 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 and uh, you know, just a, values based they don't want they don't want their kids in these public schools they just don't know anything else well i'll say this i mean you know you mentioned uh if you were governor all i'm saying is i got a really good feeling that in two years our current governor is probably going to be uh packing some suitcases and probably uh you know looking at some houses up uh you know up north maybe for a little while so i don't know that might happen now i do want to ask you though Aren't you concerned a little bit about how bad the left has also infiltrated the church in many ways? Because that's been happening all over the country. I mean, Absolutely. you have like trans, yeah, lesbian, Methodist, like priests that are having like, we're going to have a drag show in the church. And you're like, whoa, dude, an there cathedral. was a time, there was a time you'd be afraid that the ground was going to open up and swallow you for doing shit like this. So maybe we don't want to make like, and I'm all for respecting marginalized communities. I'm trying to do this right. Yeah, okay? maybe you are. Uh, look, I'm a live and let live guy. You want to have your little, you know, like I lived in Tampa for years. It's a pretty gay town. There's a lot of stuff going on. Cool, you got your club, you're doing your thing. I'm not against you having your thing. 
But like, like I'm the kind of guy that thinks people shouldn't be standing and blocking like uh, uh, Planned Parenthood and shaming people as they enter it. I also don't think people with blue shaved heads and like, you know, girl penises should be storming into Catholic churches and screaming like about this? abortion. You mean like this? Like, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm more of like, a, how about you, you do the thing over there, you guys have your thing, and then you guys have your thing. How about everybody just don't bother each other? But it seems now that the church is more getting uncomfortably progressive in many ways. Yeah, well, most of the mainline Protestant churches and evangelical churches and a lot of the you know, non-denominational style churches have been getting increasingly more woke. But as that happens, people are leaving those churches and they're seeking out actual conservative, real Christian churches. And uh, that's the sort of uh, uh, church uh, that I that I believe in. But I also I also believe that uh, parents, anything that gets them out of it, purely, you know, get gets the kids out of a purely materialistic, atheistic government, you know, devoid of discipline, devoid of values, devoid of everything, uh, education, getting them out of that and put into anything else, even if it is a slightly liberal Christian church, is better than the public schools, because the public schools have become, just by the nature of how they operate, uh, I think, deadening and uh, in in and just a weird way procedurally make more liberal pro-government mentality students. They just do. I mean, it's just the way it works. Yeah, they're built to look exactly like prisons. The food is exactly prison quality. And then you have 12 years of gambling that your kid's not going to end up getting molested, shot, beat up every week. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just too many things now that you're like, I think I want to go to a place that's... Like a little Catholic school where they maybe have like, you know, 20 people in that grade level. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe a little yeah. better attention to detail. But yeah, it's just that's just what my only concern is that some of the more liberal, like modern churches, I just see a lot of stuff that I'm like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, and, Yeah, I agree. It's, there's a lot of that out there. But I think giving the parents an option is better than what you have now, which is there's no option. They just go to these schools that are woke. The, the, the teachers are largely woke. They're coming out of the education colleges. They're already predisposed to be, you know, liberals and mostly anti-American style, you know, various <laughs> variations of it, but generally anti-American, anti-Western style liberals. And uh, that's where the kids go. That's just where they go. Unless you're wealthy, you can get them out and get them in another school. Um, that's just the way it is. So we need to like actually give parents an opportunity to get them in a school that shares their values. Like, Conservative people should be able to, without paying more money, send their kid to a very like pro-Christian, pro-America conservative school of that's has discipline and focus on the great books and history and civics at no additional cost. I mean, that's just very much common sense to me. And we're not doing it. We're and not it, doing it. And, you know, it's Anthony you brought up a really great point earlier, and this actually leads into it. It's like you're right. Even when liberals lose power they if they control the education system they never lose power really you know even if even if the house and the senate and everybody and a more governor it doesn't matter if the factories that are making that are really producing more of these people are still functioning like you 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 could you could kill some ants in your house but if you don't take care of the ant pile it doesn't really matter and i think that's the problem i think that's why they're always so calm um, I think, like I said, at the end of the day, the, the you know debt forgiveness and give all this money to Ukraine, and we're going to hire eighty-seven thousand IRS agents, and 
We're going to do everything. And Republicans are going to charge like, yeah, we're not going to reverse any of that, but hey, slightly lower taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants a tax cut? And you're, you're like, like oh, I great. guess, but I would rather be able to, I don't know. Hey, the stock to- market's up, huh? Gas prices are down. You're yeah, like, that's cool. Yeah, uh, they still cut my kid's penis off. Yeah, so can we, can we address that? Yeah, because I didn't even get a say. Like the school didn't even call me. Yeah, we're getting to that point too. It's it's, and then you're gonna be. They're gonna take like what happened in Texas when they when they took that kid away from the father because the father's like, I am not going to transition the kid, and the mom's like, Yeah, you are. And the judge is like, Then you're not going to see your kid, father. It's your daughter now, by the way. And it's like Texas, we have a problem now, you know. Yeah. And what do we do? And what, and what do we do to Texas? So, so here's where we go because we're we're almost we're coming up towards the end of the show here. But I will want to ask this: that that's a lot of stuff that obviously big picture. What can people do now, day to day, to make it a little bit better? What do you think? The single most, I mean, this might sound very um, stereotypical. It sounds very much like. Uh, boilerplate of ice, but I, I really do believe it's the single most important thing they can do. But it's to get really, really, really engaged in these Republican primaries uh, at every level, school board, state house, uh, state senate, um, county city commissions, especially city commissions now with the way it's going with, with the crime wave. You got to make sure you get real police departments in there, not woke police chiefs. Um, Congress too, getting really, really, really involved in these Republican primaries and getting Republicans elected who understand the extent of power that they already have and who have a courage and willingness to use that power to further the good life and what we consider the things that we have to do to make America great again, right? Like that's that's the most important thing that they can do. It's not showing up at the school board meeting and just yelling, right? Yeah. It's actually getting involved in the primary and helping elect the right person that's going to function as an effective, pro-offense, strong, America-loving fighter in office. And like getting smart about it and realizing who the real ones are and who the grifters are. You know, voting on more than just a, a leaf letter or whatever. But that is the single most important thing they can do to, Save the country. Getting really intimately involved in these Republican primaries and getting smart, strong people like that and recruiting them and maybe being the person that has to run. I always say I would never have run if I had a bunch of badass, strong, freedom fighting Republicans who thought like I did running. I'd just be like, okay, you do that. Right. I'll go, you know, go do something else. But they just didn't exist and they don't exist. And so that's why I run. And that's why I'm going to run again for another position because and, they're just, we're not going to get these people. And, and this, I, I know that you, you tweeted out earlier that you have a big announcement uh, coming in spring. So I wonder what that's going to be. Yeah. See, we didn't link up in time. We didn't, we didn't give you the big ROTC bump. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Problem. We would have put you over, but don't put you over <laughs> top next time. <That's, laughs> we're going to rule the world. Uh, but that's funny because, you know, we, we do talk to a lot of, because our, our show is obviously everyone listens all over the planet. So mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, including Nikki Freed, which is, well, she didn't come Nikki on our show, Freed. coward. Sorry. Dan- coward. Nikki Freed on Twitter is like, yeah, I'll do your show. I'm not scared. And then I message her and I'm like, okay, would you want to come on the show? Well, here's my representative. Then I'm like, okay, do you want to come on the show? And then they, they went radio silent. And then we find out it's They because- did this thing. It's called watching our show. And then they realized we're friendly with Alex Jones was the reply that we got. But, so- but meanwhile, like, I'll give anybody a fair shake. 
Like, right. I don't, you know what I mean? We'll have you on. We like, it's the same way. It's casual, as you can see. Mm. We don't have to agree with you about everything. We've had people on we disagree with. Of course. It's like, hey, come on. We'll shoot this shit. Maybe you'll come off a little more human to people. And it's like, no. You guys had Alex Jones on once. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess we're just murderers then. Yeah. So that's, that's where we, that, that's basically, um, you know, what we're, but I, we, what my point was like, we tell pe- a lot of people, it's funny because we're, we're in Florida, so we know Charlie Chris. But it's like, I always forget that the rest of the fucking country doesn't know Charlie Chris. Like, we know Chris. You're like the flip-flopping guy he is. And I'm like, guys, you don't understand. This is Florida Biden. You haven't heard this guy talk yet. This guy's insane. And and he flip-flops all over the place. At one point, he told the priest when he was a Republican, I'll get rid of all abortion in Florida. And now he's like, we kill every baby here. And I'm like, man, no middle ground anymore? We're just going full tilt the other way? So I mean I, I I do think I do think that's that's uh, that's funny. I think a lot more people are paying attention to Florida, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, ever since the ever since the pandemic, but dude, absolutely running. I'm I'm telling you, man. The 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 one the one bright hope of everything is if CNN does a hit piece on you, you're saying something that matters and something that people care about. Because if not, they don't do hit pieces on people that are on a threat. They never do. They you're automatically do. okay in my book if CNN's going. How dare you, sir? Yeah. Like I'm like okay, yeah. this guy's all right then. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. Look. Yeah, well, I, I enjoyed my four t- years in the House. I enjoyed my two years on the City Commission, Eustis, and uh, you know, I enjoy what I'm going to be doing next. But campaigning is half the battle. You got to stay in the battle. Yeah. I have, one thing I absolutely hate, and I have zero tolerance for it. It just absolutely infuriates me is when somebody loses a race and then they just disappear. Disappear. They go away, and it makes me wonder. I'm like, what would they have been like in office if the, the thing that motivated them? was their own perception or yep. like emotional tie to like, I don't know. It just, it's something about it is very concerning to me that they would disappear from the political arena if they lost their race. I feel like they were motivated by the, by the wrong reasons yeah. uh, to get involved to begin with. So it's, it's, it's like just, losing one think. game and then saying, well, I'm never playing football again. It's like, so then That's you it. never That's cared about football. Like, you just never game. cared about yeah. football. Tom right? Brady's <laughs> lost Super Bowls, right? Yes. Like I always say that. It's like, and then he won. It's like, it's okay. And, and, and I, and I think that you're right. I do think a lot of people just give up. I go, Oh, well, I guess I'm done now. And yeah, like, uh, I backed probably 10 or 12 candidates statewide, maybe three or four of them run like at different levels of politics, right. different offices. And I've, sufficiently i think successfully convinced at least six or seven or eight of them to just run again next year i'm like take what you just built and that energy and that team and that fundraising apparatus and your name id and everything and put it right back in right back in for either another office or a rematch or whatever but do not walk away those are the worst people in the world they freaking infuriate me yeah you just look like that whiny kid that's like i'm never gonna play football again and you're like, yeah, well, you know, people get hit, get up, and you keep. And, and I really believe that's super. I think that's 100 percent true. I think too many people just, just back off and and quit. I mean, look, you know, by by the way, just again, to show you how Republicans are different. You know who never quits. You know who keeps running over and over again. Terrible liberals. That's why they win. That's why Biden could run five times, and eventually, if you persist long enough, all you have you to know, do is live long enough, yeah. and you'll yeah. finally be president someday. Yeah, yeah. And I want to point out, since we're on YouTube. Don't the election Biden really got 81 million votes? Yes, the, so there's no I there's have zero, zero question doubt in about my the mind, election. 
the integrity of our democratic of, yeah, process. Yeah, they fortified it with pizza boxes and, and covered windows, boxes. and it's important. You'll get kicked off if you say anything else. So that's what just happened. I think Crowder just got kicked off because uh, the Arizona uh, center came on and goes, hey, the election. And I was like, well, they're going to kick you off now. So I'm afraid of catching yeah. a strike every time I jokingly say, we're finding ballots, folks. <laughs> I'm like, that's the, my favorite the algorithm's going to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> But Anthony, man, thank you so much for coming on. We we really do appreciate it. Yeah, uh, no, this was a lot of fun, and um, really like stay in touch with us. And like next time, like you know, anything we can do to you know, we're happy to help help help, help out. We like to you know. Love to help you Get out. Get the man. right people. In. I, like, I like the it's cut our, of your jib. It's as they our say. state, so it matters. This isn't an empty platitude. I live here, so it does matter to us. You also, know? also, my, our man Anthony here was getting some love from from Rand Paul. So, that, oh, I saw that. That's I street that. cred right there. I yeah, got the street cred. Yeah, the Eddie the Eddie Bauer sweater best street cred. That matter. <laughs> I love Rand Paul. By the way, it's not Eddie Bauer. It's the um, what's that? Sweater Columbia. Best. Columbia. He likes yeah. Columbia. I like that. Uh, man, thank you so much, Anthony. Uh, you can find him at Anthony Sabatini on Twitter and uh, anything else. Any other website or people go, go check out your stuff? Well, um, yeah, I'm Sabatini for Congress uh, is still up. Check it out if you want to see some of my policy positions. But uh, I'm on every social media platform at Anthony Sabatini or Vote Sabatini, both handles on all major social media platforms, Gab, Getter, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Telegram, whatever you use. And by the way, if you ask anybody, tell them that you're cool with at least one fat Cuban guy and one fat Irish guy over here. So you mm -hmm. say, see, it's a small world over here. <laughs> thank you so well, much, man. I really appreciate your time. I know it's valuable. So thank you so much for coming on. We do appreciate it. This was awesome. Thanks, man. guys. God bless. I'll be back on again. Let's yes, talk sir. Again. Awesome, it. dude. That's Take awesome. it easy. Thank you. See ya. All right, Anthony Sabatini uh, might be a little just a little too based for these people. I know. This time around, but we're gonna. He's fucking. He had great ideas too. Like you can't even say he did it. He's great. So. It's funny, man. He's. You could tell he's probably a hard guy to write hit pieces about because yeah. he's not like. You know, let's be honest. There's some good people in Congress. You know, I don't mind Marjorie Taylor Greene sometimes, yeah. but she's also, a, a, you know, she can be a fucking clown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? She'll just be a pair of clown shoes for no reason sometimes. But he's got that like. He's calm and cool, and he's not fucking, you know, he's not fucking ranting and raving about, you know, crazy shit, and that's what we need, so. Yeah, that, so go, yeah, go follow him. He's a great follow on Twitter, by the way. Very funny, too. Um, Redwood bought a beer. Hey, Marsh, in regards to the problems you're having, uh, did you jiggle the cords on the back of the router? Turning it off and on usually works. Uh, let me give you another tip here, Marsh. This is not on the thing. I'll have you another one. Um, when, I used to, when I used to call in um, to the... Um, uh, Conti show on More Like Radio, they had to flip the modem upside down sometimes for the internet to work better. So no see way. if you flip. I swear to God. I, I wish Frozen was here. He fucking would confirm what I'm wow. saying is true. I used to call in. He'd be like, I actually literally have to go flip my modem upside down. And I'm like, why? I don't know. It just works better that way, man. The internet gas. I know. The internet gas well. works better. Guys, thank you so much. Um, I, I want to remind you, patreon.com slash we're not sorry. The, the Patreon show is normally on Wednesday, but if you're looking for today's Patreon show, it was done yesterday. So I call it, that show, I call it Wednesday, actually on Tuesday, Patreon show. And remember, mm -hmm. if you ever get a chance, and this is honestly true, to be Dave Portnoy, do not do what he just did with Alex Stein. I just peeked in. I've been peeking in just sparingly to see. The internet is a night, and I'm not. I'm not talking about like I. I perceptively because I like Alex Stein. I'm saying like, on Portnoy's own post, somebody didn't even pick a side. Just said, 
Who do you think is winning this? And this is on Portnoy's post. Oof. Stein or Portnoy? Stein, 67% winning. So all I'm saying is, uh, oh, uh, night, uh, wait, today's no night wave? It is Wednesday. There is likely no night wave tonight. All right. Very likely. That's, that's going to be the title of tonight's episode, likely no night wave. And if I end up doing a drag works, if you don't, I'm going to title it tonight's episode likely no night that's the title of tonight's episode guys thank you so much thank you again anthony 17 for listening uh we will be back tomorrow tomorrow we have alex rosen joining us second hour oh nice yeah, that's right i texted, right. I texted night, you yeah. yeah yeah so he that berkeley thing whoo that's blowing up i have a feeling we're gonna see that bearded face on tucker very soon all right guys thank you so much uh virgie you suck like usual buddy appreciate it thanks for nothing yeah cool <laughs> Bye.